I would like to dedicate this book to Noah. Magic Treehouse number 13, Vacation Under the Volcano by Mary Pope Osborne. Chapter 1, A Secret Code. Jack reached into his drawer and took out his secret library card. He held the thin piece of wood and ran his finger over its shimmering letters. M.L. Master Librarian, he whispered. Jack couldn't believe that he and his sister, Annie, were finally Master Librarians. He wondered if he should pack the secret card to take on vacation. His family was about to leave for a week in the mountains. Just then, Annie stuck her head into Jack's room. Want to check the woods? she asked. Every morning, they looked in the Frog Creek woods to see if Morgan Le Fay and her magic treehouse had returned. We can't, said Jack. We're leaving soon. But what if Morgan's there, said Annie. What if she's waiting for us? Oh, okay, said Jack. Let's look fast. He grabbed his backpack. He threw in his notebook, his pencil, and his secret library card. Then he followed Annie downstairs. We'll be back soon, Annie called. Don't go far, their dad called. We're leaving in 20 minutes. Don't worry, we'll be back in 10, said Annie. Right, thought Jack. Five minutes to the woods and five minutes back. Even if Morgan sent them on an adventure, they would return at exactly the same time that they left. Jack and Annie ran out their front door. In the bright morning sunshine, they hurried across their lawn and down the street. I had a nightmare last night, said Annie. What was it, said Jack. I dreamed fires were burning, said Annie. Everything was smoky and dark and the ground was shaking. Do you think it was a warning? Nah, said Jack. Nightmares never come true. They left the sidewalk and headed into the Frog Creek woods. The woods were quiet and peaceful. They walked between sunlit trees until they came to the tallest oak in the woods. Yay, said Annie. There it was, the magic treehouse. And Morgan Le Fay was waving from the window. Hail, master librarians, she said. Jack and Annie bowed playfully. At your service, said Annie. Then come on up, said Morgan. They grabbed the rope ladder and started up. When they climbed inside the treehouse, they found Morgan holding a book and a piece of paper. I have an important mission for you, she said. Are you ready? Yes, they both answered. Jack's heart pounded. Ever since Morgan had made them master librarians, he had been longing for their first mission. You know I collect books for Camelot's library, she said. Jack and Annie nodded. Well, there have been many great libraries lost in history, said Morgan. And with them, we have lost many wonderful stories. That's sad, said Annie. It is, said Morgan. But luckily, with the help of the treehouse and you two master librarians, some of these stories can be saved, such as this one. Morgan showed them the piece of paper. There was strange writing on it. Vit fortissimus and mundo. Is that a secret code, said Jack? Morgan smiled. In a way, she said. Actually, it's the title of a lost story. It's written in Latin, the language of the ancient Romans of Italy. Ancient Romans, said Jack. He loved anything to do with ancient Romans. Yes, said Morgan. This story was in a library in a Roman town. I need you to get it before the library becomes lost forever. No problem, said Annie. Do you have your secret library cards, said Morgan? Yes, said Jack. Good. 
Do not lose them. The right people will know what they mean, said Morgan. And as usual, here is a book to help you. Morgan handed Jack a book called Life in Roman Times. The cover showed a Roman town with people wearing tunics and sandals. That looks great, said Jack. And take this, the name of the story I need, said Morgan. She handed the piece of paper to Jack and he put it in his pack. Remember, said Morgan, your research book will guide you. But remember, in your darkest hour, only the ancient story can save you. But first you must find it. Jack and Annie nodded. Go now, Morgan said softly, and don't forget what I just told you. Thanks, said Jack. He pointed at the cover of the book on Roman times. I wish we could go there, he said. The wind started to blow. I almost forgot. I'm going to help you blend in, Morgan shouted above the wind. What do you mean, shouted Jack. Before Morgan could answer, the treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster and faster. Then everything was still, absolutely still. Oh, cool, whispered Annie. Look at us. Chapter two, the end is near. Jack opened his eyes. He pushed his glasses into place. Morgan was gone. And so were Jack's jeans, t-shirt, sneakers, and backpack. Instead, he had on a white tunic with a belt, sandals that laced up, and a leather bag. He looked at Annie. She was dressed the same way. Morgan had made them look just like kids in an ancient Roman time. I guess this is what Morgan meant, said Jack, when she said she'd help us blend in. I feel like Cinderella, said Annie. I like these clothes. Yeah, said Jack, although he felt a little as if he were wearing a dress. Annie looked out the window. It's pretty here, she said. Jack looked with her. They had landed in a grove of trees. On one side of the grove rose a gentle-looking mountain. On the other side, a town sparkled in the sunlight. I wonder where we are, said Jack. He opened the book about Roman times. He read aloud. Almost 2,000 years ago, on August 24th, A.D. 79, the seaside town of Pompeii was a typical Roman town. Many Romans went on their vacation. They built large houses called villas and planted groves of olive trees along the slopes of a mountain called Mount Vesuvius. Annie kept looking out the window as Jack pulled out his notebook and pencil. He wrote, Vacation in Pompeii, August 24th, A.D. 79. Houses called villas. Jack looked out the window again. It does look like a nice place to go on vacation, he said. We must have landed in one of the olive groves, said Annie. Yeah, and that town must be Pompeii, said Jack. He looked in the opposite direction, and that mountain must be Mount Vesuvius. Annie shivered. That name sounds scary, she said. Really, said Jack. Not to me. He looked down at his notes. Hey, did you feel that? said Annie. What? Jack looked up. The ground shook. I heard it rumble too, said Annie. Jack frowned. I think you were just dreaming again, he said. No, I wasn't, said Annie. Something feels wrong about this place. I really think we should go home now. Are you nuts, said Jack. We have to find that lost story for Morgan. Besides, I've always wanted to see a Roman town. He threw his notebook and the Roman book into his leather bag. Then he went down the rope ladder. Come on, he called when he stepped onto the ground. Annie just stared down at him. Don't be chicken, he said. He pushed his glasses into place. Come on, it'll be fun. 
Annie still didn't move. What's wrong with her? Jack wondered. Usually, I'm the worried one. Come on, he pleaded. We can't let Morgan down. Annie let out a big sigh. Okay, but we'd better find that story fast, she said. Finally, she climbed down the rope ladder. The sun was bright and hot as they took off between the olive trees. With Mount Vesuvius at their backs, they headed for the town of Pompeii. That's weird, said Annie. I don't hear any birds. She was right. The grove was strangely silent. Don't worry about it, said Jack. Maybe they're all at the beach. Come on, let's go over that bridge. He led the way to a small wooden bridge that crossed a narrow stream. But when they got to the stream, they found it had dried up. That's really weird, said Annie. Don't worry, said Jack. It just means there hasn't been much rain. They crossed the bridge and stepped onto a busy street. It was paved with stone. People were buying things in the open shops that lined the street. Some looked rushed and busy. Others moved slowly. Kids walked with their parents. Groups of teenagers talked and laughed. They don't seem very different from people shopping in Frog Creek, Jack thought, except for the clothes, of course. How will we ever find the ancient lost library, said Annie, glancing around. I don't know, said Jack. Just be on the lookout. They walked past shops that had huge jars in them. When Jack looked closely, he saw that they were filled with grain, dried fruit, and olives. Meat hung from the ceilings of some of the stores. They passed a noisy tavern where people were eating and drinking. A young man played a stringed instrument. See, there's nothing to worry about, said Jack. This place isn't all that different from our time. It's not that, said Annie with a worried look. See, there's a barber shop and a shoe shop, said Jack, pointing. A boy was getting his hair cut by the barber. A girl was trying on a new pair of sandals with her mother. It is kind of like home, Annie agreed. They kept walking until they passed a bakery filled with freshly baked flatbreads. That bread is like pizza, said Annie, smiling. Yeah, said Jack. The good smells from the bakery made him feel even more at home. Jack looked at Annie. She was still smiling as they walked on. Soon they came to a large square filled with people, carts and horses, and more shopping stalls. Honey cakes, stuffed dates, peacock eggs, sellers called. Farmers were selling grapes, garlic, and onions. Fishermen were selling all kinds of fish. A few people stood on boxes giving speeches to small crowds. Hey, I bet this is the form, said Jack. He reached in his bag for his book. He flipped through it until he found a picture of the square. He read, The center of a Roman town was called a forum. The forum was the main place where people met to sell goods and discuss politics. I was right, said Jack. He pulled out his notebook. He wrote, Forum equals center of town. Jack, whispered Annie. Jack, she tugged on his tunic. Look, Jack glanced up. Annie nodded toward an old woman who was staring straight at them. She wore a black cloak. Her gray hair was tangled and wild. She seemed to be missing her teeth. The woman pointed a bony finger at Jack and Annie. The end is near, she said in a raspy voice. Go home, strangers. Yikes, said Annie. We'd better get away from her, said Jack, before people wonder who we are. He put away his notebook. Then he and Annie hurried away. The old woman cackled behind them. 
Chapter 3, Gladiators. Jack and Annie hid behind a fruit stall. They waited for a moment, then peered around the corner. I don't see her, said Jack. Who was she? asked Annie. I don't know, but she looked nuts to me, said Jack. What's the book say about her? said Annie. She won't be in there, said Jack. Just look, said Annie. Jack sighed and pulled out the book again. To his surprise, he found a picture of the old woman. He read aloud. In Roman times, there were people who could see into the future and warn others about what they saw. These people were called soothsayers. See, she wasn't nuts, said Annie. She was giving us a warning, just like my nightmare. Don't pay attention to that stuff, said Jack. Soothsayers are from olden times. People from our time don't believe in them. Well, I do, said Annie. I'm sure something bad is about to happen. Jack sighed. Come on. We have to keep going. We have to find the lost library. Then we'll leave at once. We'd better, said Annie. They left the fruit stand and kept walking through the form. Soon they came to a large building. Crowds were streaming in and out of it. Is that a library, said Annie? Let's look, said Jack. He looked in the Roman book. He found a picture of the building and read aloud. Most people in Pompeii did not have a bathtub at home, so they went daily to the public baths. Not only did people wash at the baths, but they also swam, played sports, and visited with their friends. That sounds like going to the pool, said Annie, but it's not a library. Let's keep walking. They kept walking until soon they came to a fancy building with large columns. Is that a library, said Annie. Jack found a picture of the building and read aloud. The people of Pompeii believe that many gods and goddesses ruled the world. This is the temple of Jupiter, their chief god. In this temple, they prayed to Jupiter and offered him gifts. Today, we call the stories about Jupiter and other gods and goddesses myths. My teacher read myths to us, said Jack. I remember stories about Hercules and Apollo. Yeah, my teacher read them too, said Annie. I like stories about Venus and Medusa. Hey, maybe the story we're looking for is a myth, said Jack. Right, said Annie. Come on, hurry. Let's keep looking. They left the forum and turned into a wide street. Jack gasped. In front of them was an incredible sight. Tall warriors with huge muscles were walking in a line. They wore fancy helmets and carried heavy shields. Soldiers, thought Jack. Then he saw that the warriors' feet were chained together and guards walked with them. Gladiators, he whispered. Chapter 4, Scary Things. Jack pulled out his book and found a picture of the strong man. He read aloud. Gladiators were slaves or criminals who fought in the amphitheater. They were forced to fight each other or wild animals like lions or bears. The people of Pompeii thought a gladiator fight was great fun. That's not fun, said Annie. No wonder I think it's weird here. No kidding, said Jack. That's not like our time at all. Jack and Annie watched as the guards led the gladiators away. They went toward a building that looked like an outdoor stadium. That must be the amphitheater, said Jack. Let's check it out. Oh, all right, but it's not a library, said Annie. He and Annie started up the street toward the amphitheater. A large crowd had gathered near the entrance. Men and women cheered as the gladiators marched inside. Jack and Annie started to follow them, but a guard held up his spear. No children allowed, he said stiffly. Run along now. Yes, run along. Run for your lives, came a raspy, hissing voice. 
Jack and Annie whirled around. It was the soothsayer. She was waving her bony finger at them. Oh no, her again, said Jack. Let's get away from here. He started to take off. Wait, said Annie. I want to talk to her. Are you crazy, said Jack. But before he could stop her, Annie ran up to the soothsayer. Jack watched from a distance as the woman talked to Annie. Jack, come here, quick, called Annie. Oh, brother, said Jack. He sighed and went over to Annie and the soothsayer. Tell him, said Annie. The woman fixed her gaze on Jack. All oh, the streams of Pompeii have dried up, she said. Remember the stream near the olive grove, said Annie. So what, said Jack. Maybe they just need rain. No, said Annie. There are more scary things. Tell him. All the birds have flown away, the soothsayer said. Jack just stared at her. She said that all the rats left too, said Annie, and the cows are making strange noises. But why, said Jack. The sea is boiling hot, said the woman, and the ground shakes and speaks. See, I told you, Annie said to Jack. But why are these things happening? Jack asked the soothsayer. Because the end is near, she whispered hoarsely. We have to leave now, said Annie. But what about the library, said Jack. What library, the soothsayer asked. Show her the story title, Jack, said Annie. Jack took the piece of paper from his bag. He showed the Latin writing to the soothsayer. A book with this title is in a library in this town, he said. So, the old woman said. So we have to save it, said Annie. She pulled out her secret library card. The soothsayer stared for a moment at the card and the shimmering letters on it. Then she smiled warmly at Jack and Annie. Yes, I understand now, she said. The only library I know is in the house of Brutus. She pointed to a large villa at the end of the street. Look there, quickly. Will Brutus mind, said Jack. Brutus and his household are all in Rome, the soothsayer said. That is merely their vacation villa. But we can't just go in and take something of theirs, said Jack. The old woman shook her head sadly. After today, there will be nothing left in Pompeii, she said. Nothing at all. Jack felt a chill go down his spine. Go and get what you came for, said the soothsayer. Then leave at once. Thanks, said Jack. He grabbed Annie's hand. Come on. Thanks, Annie called to the old woman. You should leave too, she added. Then Annie and Jack started running to the vacation villa. They ran as fast as they could. Chapter 5. Books? Books? Jack and Annie ran up to the front entrance of the villa. Jack pushed the door open. Go in. Hurry, said Annie. They slipped into the main hall. Hello, Annie called. There was no answer. The place seemed empty. The main hall had a large opening in the ceiling. Below it was a small stone pool filled with water. Jack looked at it carefully. Oh, I bet rain comes through the hole, said Jack. Then it lands in that pool so they can use it for their water. He started to take out his notebook to make a note. There's no time, Jack, said Annie. We have to look in all the rooms for books. Okay, okay, calm down, said Jack. He put away his notebook and followed Annie. Books, books, she said, peering into a room off the hall. 
She moved to the next room. Books? Books? Then she moved on to the next. Jack trailed behind her. Even though she had already checked the rooms, he took a quick peek in each of them. He wanted to see what a house in Roman times looked like. He'd write notes later. The first two rooms had wooden beds. The walls had pictures painted on them. The floors were covered with tiny pieces of colored stone. The third room had a low table with silver dishes on it. Three sloping couches were placed around the table. The couches were covered with pillows. This must be the dining room, said Jack. People from Roman times lay down on couches while they ate. Did you know that? He looked around for Annie. Where was she? Jack, come here, Annie called. Jack followed her voice. She was in a garden off the dining room. It had a stone patio, palm trees, and grapevines. In the middle was a pond with a mermaid fountain. Goldfish swam in the water. Look, there's another room, said Annie. She moved to the door of a room off the garden. She opened the door and peeked inside. Jack looked with her. Along the walls of the room were long shelves with rolls of paper on them. Rats, said Annie. No books. She closed the door. No books in this whole villa. Let's get out of here. Just a minute, said Jack. I have an idea. He pulled out his book on Roman times. He found a section called writing. He read, Romans used pens made of small reeds. Their ink came partly from the black ink of octopuses. They wrote their books on scrolls of papyrus paper. Aha, said Jack. That's a library of scrolls. I bet our ancient lost story is in there. Chapter 6, The End is Here. Jack threw open the door to the room of scrolls. He and Annie rushed in and ran over to the shelves. Jack pulled out the piece of paper with a Latin title on it, Vir Fortissimus in Mundo. Okay, he said, we have to find the scroll with this title. They began frantically unrolling scrolls one by one. They were all handwritten in Latin. Here it is, said Annie. She held up a scroll. The words at the top matched the one on their paper. Yay, said Jack. I wish I could read Latin so we could find out what the story is. Don't think about it now, said Annie. Let's go. Annie handed the scroll to Jack, then started out of the room. Come on, she said. Bring it. I just want to check and see what the story's about, said Jack. He put the scroll in the leather bag. Then he flipped through the book on Roman times, looking for a picture of the ancient scroll. In the middle of the book, he found a picture of a volcano erupting over a town. Under the picture was written, For 800 years, Mount Vesuvius was a peaceful mountain rising above the town of Pompeii. Then, at noon, on August 24th, A.D. 79, it erupted into a deadly volcano. Oh no, whispered Jack. August 24th, A.D. 79, that's today. Oh man, what time is it? He looked around wildly. Annie! She was gone again. Annie! Jack grabbed the leather bag. Then, clutching the book, he tore out of the scroll room. Annie, he cried. What? Annie appeared at the door to the dining room. V-v-volcano, stuttered Jack. What? said Annie. It's, it's coming. A volcano at noon, said Jack. Annie gasped. What time is it? said Jack. So that's what the soothsayer meant, Annie said. The end is near. What time is it? Jack asked again. He looked around the garden. He saw something near the mermaid fountain. A sundial, he said. That's how the Romans told time. Jack and Annie raced to the sundial. 
What time does it say? said Annie. I don't know, said Jack. His hands shook as he turned the pages of the book. He stopped on a picture of a sundial. It showed examples of different times. Jack looked back and forth from the page to the real sundial in the garden. Here, he said, he had found the one that matched. Jack read the writing under the picture. The shadow on the sundial can hardly be seen at noon. Oh, man, he whispered. He looked at Annie. The end isn't near. The end is here. Just then, he heard a terrible blast. It was the loudest sound he had ever heard.